0: Our scripture reading for our meditation today is taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, the 11th chapter, beginning at verse 11. And our Lord says, Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. These are your words, Heavenly Father, they are your truth. We pray that you would increase our faith through them. Amen. Frequently, people will post things on Facebook or other places where there's a violent act, maybe a confrontation in a parking lot or uh, some kind of road rage. Sometimes uh, something that happens in a store or athletic events where we see a fight break out, and boy, does that draw our attention. And there's kind of a strange re- response in us to to um, be drawn toward violence and at the same time be repulsed by it. It's kind of a, an interesting response. I have a classmate of mine from Bethany who, while he was in graduate school, was attacked in a... Uh, suburb north of Chicago, and uh, somebody stuck a stiletto in his back, just about killed him. Still has a scar from it today. We tend to think of, of violent acts like that as something that is awful and deplorable and, and something we want to stay away from as much as possible. In the text before us, Jesus uses this concept of, of violently doing something In actually a very positive way when it comes to our spiritual lives and when it comes to the proclamation of his word listen to what he says again about the work of John the Baptist and those who listen to him among those born of women there's not risen one greater than John the Baptist but he is but he who is the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he and from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Jesus is here admiring the violent preaching of John the Baptist and the violent listening of those who grabbed on to his message and believed in it. The Greek words... um, that are used here to describe this violence means to steal something and drag it away, almost like when a, an army comes in and plunders a city and drags things out of the city, to, to force yourself into something or to, to force yourself back out and take things with you. That's kind of the concept that's used here. And Jesus is admiring the fact that John the Baptist was willing to put up with the ire of the world in order to violently tell the truth. It ultimately landed him in prison and having his head cut off, as was mentioned yesterday. When it comes to spiritual matters, God does not want us to take his truth lightly. And he doesn't want us to handle things about his kingdom lightly. Now we're tempted to think that way. We're tempted by the devil to, to kind of treat uh, our spiritual lives and things like that in a very light way. The devil likes to come to me and to you and to... Try to try to convince us that the pleasures of this world are more important than anything else. You'll have plenty of time in your life to go back and get serious about the kingdom of God. But don't worry about it right now. That's a long way off. And you're actually a pretty decent person that God should be happy with. And um, God is going to reward you someday with just what a wonderful person you are. There were times when prophets had to break through this type of, of false thinking, these lies, and, and proclaim the truth, and it, it didn't always sit well with their hearers. And sometimes the prophets were even pressured by their hearers to change the message from God because they just didn't like it. They wanted to hear something different. They would be bribed at times. Or sometimes forced, or sometimes, like in John the Baptist's case, just shut up and put into prison. But a true prophet's number one concern is being faithful to the message that God asks to be proclaimed. That's really the only thing that's going to benefit humanity, is to hear God's truth. Listen to what Paul writes though he says the Holy Spirit clearly says that in latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons so there will be preachers who even infiltrate the Christian Church who try to teach and promote things that really aren't in line with the Word of God and to twist what God wants us to know and to understand Martin Luther referred to them as reed preachers, as Jesus said, that they, they bend with the wind. They're guided by the demands of people, by, the, by the, kind of the, go, the growing wave in public opinion right now. And Jesus so frequently condemns this type of, of preaching or approach to preparing people properly for being ready for his return. The purpose of faithful preaching is is always to get my heart and your heart ready to receive the most wonderful news that God can give us, and that is that because of the work of his Son, all of our sins have been paid for, we have forgiveness, we have holiness before God through Christ, and that we have the promise of standing someday in heaven, and believing that will keep us properly prepared for the day that our Lord returns. But it's not a message the world likes to hear. But faith, faith, on the other hand, grabs onto it sometimes violently, and knows how badly and seriously we need to possess this. A great example of that is the story of the woman um, who who was calling on Jesus in a crowd of people to heal someone for her. and And uh, Jesus turns to her. She was not a a Hebrew woman. He turns to her and he says, it's not right to take the children's food and throw it to the little dogs. And um, she was violent at that moment. She didn't physically get up and punch Jesus for saying that. But in her heart, she violently grabbed on to the gospel and wouldn't even let what appeared to be Jesus taking that away from her to let let him take it away from her. He wasn't, of course. And she said, yes, Lord, but even even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. That's a violent act of faith just like an eagle that swoops down on its prey and it sinks its claws in. That's how God wants you and me with our faith to grab onto the gospel, to grab onto what Christ has done for us, to grab onto the promises he gives you and me about the resurrection of our bodies and the hope of going to heaven. He wants you to swoop down on those promises and to sink your, sink your claws into it of your faith and do not let it go and hold to it violently. I remember the first day I was in religion class here at Bethany a professor religion professor was asking some students some questions about about um, about their faith and things like that and he said what if you ever got to judgment day and God were to say to you I think I've changed my mind about the gospel what would you respond what would you say God of course will never say that but what would you say and this one student I remember said you can't you can't lie you got to let me in. You told me so in your word. That's a violent faith. That's what our Lord is trying to stir up in us, that, that we love and appreciate and cherish the wonderful truth that he's given us and don't let anybody take it away from us because it has eternal consequences for us. May God continue to bless the proclamation of his truth in this world, whether it's popular or unpopular, that's irrelevant. What matters is his truth that alone will take us through the gates of heaven. Amen. now I will invite you to stand please turn with me to page 148 in the front part of the hymn book page 148 and today we will use one of the Advent prayers prayer number 8 on page 148 prayer number 8 please join me Lord God Heavenly Father it is good and right that we should give thanks to you that you have given us a glorious baptism like that of John the Baptist, and that therein you have promised us the forgiveness of sins, the Holy Spirit, and everlasting life through your Son, Jesus Christ. We beseech you, by your grace and mercy, preserve us in such faith that we never doubt your promise, but be comforted by our baptism in all temptations and grant us your Holy Spirit that we may renounce sin and ever continue in the righteousness bestowed on us in baptism until, by your grace, we obtain eternal salvation. Through the same, your beloved Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen. The king shall come when morning dawns. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Depart in his peace. Amen.